I just am fascinated by listening to her and then seeing what she's doing with this project and how it's developed. And as you browse through it, as we talk, um, what a fantastic opportunity for the kids, let alone sharing it out to the, uh, uh, those that find it and do a little research into her project and what it's all about. It was a gold mine. If yes. you had to describe it as anything, it was a gold mine of information and you got an instructor who's just passionate and maintaining mm -hmm. it. And that's, you know, paper, yes. you can do that, but then you've got to republish it and redistribute it and digital, you know, and she brought up that point of, you know, vid videos were coming and going, interactives right. were coming and going. And that is a little bit distressing. Um, yeah. And probably because websites, storage costs. And you, you almost wish you could <laughs> contact them before it happens. Go, if you're going to ditch it, is there a way you would allow me to save it? Because it's a very important part to my yeah, project. Yeah, yeah. And you wish some of the news agencies realize that because it's depriving a primary source, really, since it often is of that period of time the kids have now lost a primary source of information. And if it's transferred somewhere, it's too bad the link that dies doesn't say find this here. Yeah, but on a waiting page. But the other thing page. is too is yeah. that I believe that the Wayback Machine or the Internet Archive encourages users, and I don't know the process because I haven't had to use it, um, that you can save pages so that they're not lost. And so uh, that's one of the ways maybe we're going to be able to save some of this material is more librarians and teachers who use these resources, um, save them to the Internet Archive. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't looked in depth to it, but it's something that uh, be nice to be featured. Like, you know, it's some American Library Association session. Yeah. Somebody from the Internet, Internet Archive come in and address how we can help keep our history alive by using it. Welcome to LiveBinder's Organized Success Podcast. That was Linda Hool, a former librarian and technology facilitator from CUSD 201 in Westmont, Illinois, who is a longtime LiveBinder's curator and who is helping me, Tina Schneider, founder of LiveBinder's, sort through and discover some of the great content curated right here on our website. That clip you just heard comes directly after an interview we gave with Elizabeth Kahn, who is the Library Media Specialist at Patrick Taylor Science and Technology Academy in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana. That was on March 12, 2020, literally days before all of our lives changed by COVID-19 lockdown. And at the time, we were talking about how life changed in Louisiana after the catastrophic natural disaster known as Hurricane Katrina. Now that was such an insightful discussion about a number of issues that Linda and I didn't even realize was going to be covered in that talk. And yet it was so important to reflect upon. So as I was preparing for this preemptive discussion, summarizing our interview, um, I was going to cover a lot of the same stuff, but it's now changed. Today is June 6th, 2020, literally 10 days 
after the wrongful death of George Floyd. And I have to acknowledge that there are major events going on in our society that do not go without reflection here for me. And why I feel compelled to announce and release this podcast during some turbulent times when we are far from ready to go back to normal, but are ready to begin a new cycle. Life needs to move forward, but not without some poignant reminders to keep our focus on what we feel today is right for tomorrow. In this interview, we walk through the Hurricane Katrina Live Binder, and Linda and I go through our interpretation, but we knew that hearing directly from her would answer so many questions. Elizabeth candidly gives us so much more that I'm not even sure she realizes how poignant her revelations and commitment really mean. By acting out on her instincts and intuition, she clearly demonstrates how important our role as custodians to historical events really are, and here's why. In 2005, those of us old enough will remember Hurricane Katrina and how devastating it was to New Orleans and the towns, schools, and people who were displaced by it. Fear was palpable, but through time, as time often illustrates, the impact, the trauma, the fear starts to fade. Elizabeth has a simple epiphany. A generation of students are growing up without any knowledge of this devastation and how it impacted their own families' lives. Elizabeth does what librarians are trained to do. She goes out and finds information, resources that can help tell the story of what happened. She vets information, and then she goes a step further. She builds a narrative in the way she organizes her resources. In this case, she puts them in a digital binder, because so many things that she wanted to illustrate is captured on film. She starts to build activities that she can share with teachers to be the medium through which she can distribute this body of work. It moves from one classroom to many classrooms to even classrooms outside of the neighborhood she is trying to preserve. But there is something that happened that is unique only to this digital world. Those primary sources started disappearing. And that's the part where you hear Linda and I reflecting upon in the beginning of this podcast. Elizabeth bring this, brings this up as something that is part of her daily routine, but it is significantly more revealing about her commitment to the cause and to what it takes to keep a history alive. Video clips taken by news agencies were disappearing from the internet. Why do you think that is? What happens when primary resources disappear? Does the history disappear? If you haven't appreciated your librarian recently, now is the time to think about that in the context of learning. Now here is why it is so interesting to listen to this podcast and apply it to today. How does what Elizabeth did with Hurricane Katrina work with the COVID-19 pandemic and the Black Lives Matter protests going on with the recent racial oppressive events that we all know will fade as the media interests fade? How do we become the custodians for historical events? How do we make sure that we don't let history repeat itself? The heroes of destabilizing events are often those that learn how to take small steps and make them tangibly accessible. Thank you, Elizabeth, for all of this. Let's begin and get organized. It's nice to meet you, Elizabeth. Hi, and Elizabeth. I'm and I'm here with Linda Houle, who is also a longtime LiveBinders user, and she's been working with me to 
you know, I find so many great binders lately that, um, you know, with her experience as a former librarian, she can give me some insight about the education side, whereas I'm looking at, you know, the design and the messaging and all of that. So she's, it's been great to have her with me. And I had her kind of go out and look at some binders, public binders. Um, mm -hmm. And so she, she discovered yours. Well, I'm, I'm very proud of this one. And um, this particular binder is my second for this project because so many of the links along the way have disappeared. And I've had to make sure it's got the kind of content I wanted. And one year I just, I copied it, which was easy to do. I copied it and then got rid of everything that didn't work and, the, and replaced it. But it, it was just, it was easier for me to copy it and, and then edit rather than edit directly. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to save some of the old links just in case they, they come back. They might come back or they may be available at some yeah. other time. Yeah. I'll kind of go over um, briefly, you know, what points we really liked about it so you can hear about it and respond. And then we'd love for you to tell us what the binder is all about because, you know, we obviously don't know. We were just admiring your work. And um, I thought we'd begin by having you introduce yourself and the school that you work at. Um, my name's Elizabeth Kahn. I am the librarian at Patrick um, Taylor Science and Technology Academy. And the school has been around since 2004, it's relatively new. But I was the first librarian here in 2006 and 2005 in our area was Hurricane Katrina. Mm. And in 2005, I was working in New Orleans and all of, and after Katrina hit in late August, and sometime in the fall, I don't remember, maybe it was sometime in September, every single teacher was fired. Mm. And there were 8,000 teachers who were without a job. I did actually go back to New Orleans in January of 2006, but the position that I had, I wasn't happy with what they wanted for a librarian. And so the next parish next to Orleans Parish is Jefferson. And I had heard that a new school, Patrick Taylor, was looking for a librarian and I applied and got the position. So I haven't looked back since. This is my 14th year here, and it has been um, a wonderful journey, um, creating a new library. And we were at an oldie, oldie moldy school for seven years, and they built us a brand new building. And so I'm in a brand new building for the last seven years. Nice. Um, and we serve kids in grades six through 12, and we are a one-to-one -one laptop school, the only one in our district. And so we try to, you know, deliver as much content um, electronically as we can. We, we do use a, a school learning management system called Echo, which um, I do use, but when I create materials for my students in the library, I use, I like to use tools like LiveBinder because that way I can share them out. And they aren't just, if you do something with an Echo, it's only for our school. And yeah. I like to develop tools that other librarians can see and use. And I can actually, when we talk more, I can explain how we did um, a joint project one year with this live binder with the school in Iowa. So, um, oh, great. And, and yeah, yeah, so they had the resources. So that, that's, um, that, that's been really wonderful. So live binders is um, a tool that I learned about at, when I went to one of our, um, uh, conference LeCue, which is the Louisiana Computer Using 
educators. That's the Louisiana branch of ISTE. Yeah. And um, they had a, a, their annual conference and I went to a session on live binders, but it was one of the ones that was hands-on where you have a computer and you start it. And I really liked it. And I don't even remember what year that was. And once I got back to school, I said, oh, this is for me. So I've been creating them ever since then. So when we discovered this binder, what I want to do is kind of tell you what we loved about the binder. And then you can kind of share with us why you started it and and all of that. So um, first of all, we, you know, we go through and look at um, binders that are updated, you know, on a daily basis that are public and yours came out. Now I'm just looking at your shelf here. Obviously you've got some Mm -hmm. great public binders here, but one of the things that I look for first and I, and you know, it's, I follow with a six C's method, um, cover color. Um, is there, are you putting context in it? Are you conscientious? Um, and there were a few others that are blanking out for me right now. Linda, you can content content. Yes. Um, and you kind of covered all of it. Like (laughs) as soon as I look at this binder. So the first thing I look for is cover, right? Great, compelling cover. So obviously you got the heart of Hurricane Katrina right there. Um, and if you were looking at the larger binder icon, you know, if you were looking at this video, you can see that this was a monster um, of an event. So right away, you've got a cover on the binder. We open up the binder and, you know, if you're looking at the video, you'll see this beautiful dark blue. It's not black. It's a blue background with a lighter blue main tab. So you're definitely not just putting information together, you're choosing some colors. And then I pointed out in our podcast that the, I noticed that the color of the sub tabs match the color of the image. Now, I don't know if you did that on purpose, but that to me was like- Oh, no, I don't think I did. I don't think I thought about that. Okay, well, I, I just liked everything about that part. So automatically, yes, this is a binder that we need to, to look at. And then obviously the, the content is compelling. Um, you know, you're, you're putting together for a specific class, it's communicated right away that this is for the seventh grade project, uh, the history of Hurricane Katrina. So it's not just, you know, um, facts and, and, and um, pictures and stuff. You're actually trying to, to give an overview of what went on with Katrina. So, you know, and the tabs kind of, tell that story here. You have this nicely laid out tabs that give instructions to the students. So context wise, when I talk about context, I talk about, are you taking advantage of our tab system to communicate to your audience? So you can put things in, you know, on a, on an email attachment or maybe copy links to a, a document and share it or upload files, but in a folder, but how do you explain to your audience what to do with that file or what to do with that link? So What's nice about what we did with the binder is you can add text to the tab. So when I find an author that takes advantage of that, I think that's a, a definite win. So here, for example, you know, in the first tab, you say Pathfinder must complete. So if a student's looking at this, they don't look at anything else. They're going <laughs> to know right away they got to complete this tab. So I like that. And then you've got a Google Doc in here that's explaining the Pathfinder project. But at the top, again, you're adding context. You're saying, go to the file menu and select, make a copy. You put it in quotes of the Pathfinder below. Add the Pathfinder to your Google Drive. Answer all the questions using resources in the slide binder. So the student may be hearing it over and over again in the classroom. And when they're ready to actually dive into this project, they're getting another visual reminder of exactly what they need. There's a comfort level in that. And I appreciate how you do that through the binder. 
Well, one thing is they'll come, they come for one day to the library when I introduce the live binder and they start working on it that day, but they're not going to finish it that day. So, you know, along the way they can come see me in the library if they have issues with it, but they're not scheduled in again. So I need to know that they have all the information right there. So they don't need me exactly. in the room to get what they need done. I mean, the teacher knows, because I mean, I've been working with the teacher all along the way, but, and because I edit this every year, you know, there were issues, you know, early on with the Google Doc, you know, I, I don't know how to add to it, you know, and, then, and so I just said, okay, go to the, you know, I have the directions. Most of the kids know now make a copy, but when we first started using Google Docs a number of years ago, kids didn't know that. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's not bad to leave the instructions in for the kids who, who might need it. Exactly. And you can do that. And, and so those are the things that I look for. And as you know, if, if our audience goes and starts exploring this binder, you'll see that um, you have, you know, instructions along each, you know, different tab here, which I really, really liked. Um, the other thing that we look for is cleverness. That was the other C, so cleverness. So I, this project down here, if you look at the book cover ad tab, um, and again, look at all the context that she's, instructions that she's got here. Right below it, it, you have Roger's first period book ads, Roger's second period book ads. And you um, put the student's work on a padlet that has a picture of Hurricane Katrina. And, you know, what was funny is it's a, it's a wall, right? So we're talking about the wall and Katrina and how, it, you know, the levees all failed. But you've got their, their work up here. You're highlighting it. It reminded me of, you know, when I was in school and I would see projects up on the bulletin board you know, of, of the work that we did and was kind of highlighting the students' work. And I thought, what a clever way to include the students in your binder uh, and the work that they did. I don't, I don't remember when you could first embed Padlets in live binders. It was a number of years ago. I got so excited. I said, oh, this will be great. So I've, I've used it ever since. It's, but you can see, well, if you look at the, that uh, particular class, some of the kids didn't really even though they tried to let everyone view their document, it didn't, it didn't work so well. But, uh, but most of them you can see. Well, and um, part of this project is um, they have to read, they all read um, different historical fiction that take place during Hurricane Katrina. So that's what this, that particular assignment was, was responding to the literature um, of Hurricane Katrina, uh, that they read about Hurricane Katrina. How did you know to, to like think about putting their student projects in a Padlet. Like, uh, oh, I don't, that, I, I, what was the thought I process? I don't, I don't remember. Well, you know, well, I don't know. I think it's cause so I could see them. So they okay. don't, you know, because it, the teacher has to grade them and they'll, you, you know, a lot of work that they do in the library, we started and I never see the results mm -hmm. because I don't, you know, I mean, we have 800 kids. I can't have 800 kids sharing work with me. I mean, yeah, that's too right, much, right. but I can go, but if we do things like having the Padlet with the work, I can go and look at the work. Right, right. right. Well, it certainly so, makes it easier, right? Because it's yeah. all right there, which is nice. And the, and the teacher can grade it from there too. Right. And it so that makes it- It also lets you know what else you may need to do the next time around if something well, is missing or lacking. That's exactly right, Linda, because I yeah. will create lessons or assignments and the teachers are thrilled about it. But if I don't see the final result, I don't know where 
the bumps are that need to right. be fixed. And so I, I really need to see what the, what the product, the final products look like to make sure the kids got what, what it was. And this, this um, particular um, product, I learned, I learned how to do this. This is something new. This is only the second year I've done it. And um, I found out about, somebody posted it on social media and they used it as a way, instead of doing um, a book, you know, book report to do this book ad. And I tell the kids, we're calling it a book ad, but you have to respond because in the live binder, there are specific questions they have to respond to on this um, book ad that they do. I said, but I'm calling it a book ad so that if we do this type of activity again, you'll know exactly what I mean. When I say yeah. book ad, they'll know. And it was using Google Drawing, which I had never used before. And it, it, I, I think they're attractive and fun. And the kids get their text in and do their response that the teachers want, but they get the fun part too. So, um, oh, that one didn't pop up. Some of them, some of them, the kids did not give permission. You should be able to get into most of them. Well, you know, I, I appreciate that because that's the other question, you know, that I wanted to ask you kind of separate from this is, you know, there are student names on here, so I can block them all in the video. I don't know what the policy is. Um, well, my, my thought about that is you're not seeing the kid's picture. You don't know who they are. Yeah. So okay. I don't, I don't have a problem with the name because it's only a, it's only their work. It's not a picture of them. Yeah. I, I tend to, um, on my blog, when I post kids, I just, I never put their name. I just put, you know, I have pictures of the kids doing, and I'll say the seventh graders doing X, Y, Z, but I don't really think it's a major issue if, uh, you have the name, but no picture of them. Okay. I did look to see that those pictures were just pictures of the author or. Right. You know, right. They I don't... did go in there. Okay, great. Right. Okay, good. They... So the other thing I was going to say is I, the content is very, I mean, everything they need is in here. I was mentioning in our review of it that you even had, you know, links to these private, um, you know, image search tools right mm -hmm. here in the binder. So they, they don't have to remember where to go. It's all right here for them to get to, which um, is just, it's very thorough. And we know seventh graders do need that guidance because I worked with oh, yeah. junior high <laughs> kids for 15 years. So I know. Well, they, this is when they're learning to get organized, yeah. right? So you want to give them an example. And this is a great example of how they can, learn to be organized in the digital world, right? You just break it down and, you know, um, label things correctly and use color coding if you need to. In many ways, I see what you have here is like a model for the digital project. So you've almost modeled for the kids, but in mm -hmm. instead of actually doing it, you're sharing the resources they'll need to accomplish it. And, you know, as a librarian, you want to teach the kids how to find information. You want yep. them to do research, but there are projects and activities and lessons where you don't want them to spend the time on the, you want them to spend the time on reading the information and producing something and not the time just seeking it out. Right. And that's, and that in this case, I don't need them to do the research for it. Let me do that. And then I want, I want them to read. And in this case, I want them to listen because there are a number of audio links in there and to watch the videos and that, um, that tell, takes me to part of the reason I really like putting this particular assignment in a live binder is with Hurricane Katrina, you can read all you want, but when you see the videos of people standing on their roofs or um, people standing 
um, around the Superdome at, at, after they've been there for days and how they look. It's just, it's it, a, a picture gives you, it's a, worth a thousand words. They can yes. see so much better. And so, um, and that's part of the reason and I've had to redo this um, live binder so many times is um, a lot of the video I, I have found was from different news agencies, but they'll take links down. Yeah. And we also, um, the school district had a subscription to NBC Learn, or, uh, I think that's what it's called, NBC Learn, a number of years ago, and they had all the content from all NBC News, and oh, that was wonderful. And I had the live binder filled with that. And then they didn't renew NBC again. So I had to go out and find other links. And, oh, and then wow. there have been times when YouTube has been totally blocked at school and I couldn't show any YouTube oh, videos. But now, I, now there are some. And, and just some of the videos just disappear. So I, I really think the videos are crucial for this project. And oh, if you, you just were in the, and oh, I've pulled um, resources. We have the Gale databases. I have a number of links to articles yeah. in Gale, but you also had shown um, a link from Wikipedia. And generally I discourage my kids from using Wikipedia, but I don't, I try to tell them it's not all bad. And that when we're talking about the lower ninth ward in New Orleans, there isn't necessarily a lot out there. And the Wikipedia, Wikipedia article, it gives you information. And I said, you know, if you can find this information here and then find it somewhere else, we can verify that it's accurate and reliable. But right. sometimes, you know, Wikipedia might be the only place to find anything. So um, I do have it in here and I've left it in here. Well, it's like a start, right? It gets their right. mind to wrap around what are the questions? What did I not find? What did I find? And can I validate it? Yeah, it's, it's, Sometimes it's the first stepping stone. But yeah, I mean, looking at, the, I'm not running the video, but you can just see already um, the devastation on some of these right. images. And that was the other thing I noticed is that in every tab, there's a picture related to what happened with Hurricane Katrina and the information that you give at the top of that tab, you know, where it came from. Well, I have from. to give credit. Yeah. Because I teach that we teach our kids to, to, to show where they get their images and I make sure that I do the same. Well, I love this picture because I can feel the panic. Um, this is a picture of, you know, traffic heading out away from the storm. The storm you can see the storm clouds in the background and it's, you know, if, you, if you've ever been in traffic and you're thinking you need to get out of there, this picture really captures it. Um, it's a great picture. This one I was is in the that flooding. Number. Oh, were you? <laughs> well, I, I had to evacuate. Yeah, well, I was out of yeah. my house for over three weeks. This one is of a, of a neighborhood completely submerged. I mean, the houses are all under, I don't know, six feet of water. This one, um, I think it's this one here. Uh, this one. So this is a house with a truck upside down under the house. So you can see the ripple effect of the house trying to, you know, cradle the car that is underneath it. It's incredible, incredible photograph. So you know, as the kids are going through this binder, they're starting to get the message. Um, right. Uh, it's very inclusive, very, it's a very contained environment, but it definitely, everything that you've done is making the message very clear. So that's what I think we were going to ask Ness is, um, what really was this project for? How did you start it? Why did you start it? I don't know if we covered that. Okay. No, we didn't. And I have a lot to say about that. I hope yeah. I don't talk too long. <laughs> 
All right. So we started this project over seven years ago because we were at the old building. And I have worked with one, oh, about five or six. We've had a number of different seventh grade teachers. And I, ever since it started, I'm the only one who's been with the project all along the way. But it is really part of our seventh grade curriculum now. So it started initially because the author, Jewel Parker Rhodes, who had written a book called Ninth Ward, was coming to visit our school. And she came to school and um, her, that was her, she'd written adult books. It was her first book for young people. Now she's written about five or six for young people. And she's actually visited our school twice now and um, Skyped with us once. It's hard, she's very busy, so it's hard to connect with her every year, but I would like to. But anyway, she came to school. And so we started talking about Katrina and the seventh grade, there's Jewel, and the seventh grade at that time were maybe four or five when Katrina hit. So that's, that's about 10 years mm, ago. Mm -hmm. And we thought, they don't know anything about Katrina. We need to, we need to do something about that. So we started and we um, had the PE teacher at the time drove the school bus and our whole seventh grade was small. And the whole school, we drove down and we took a tour of the ninth ward. Wonderful. And it was kind of crazy because at that time, there were still lots of houses that had not been touched, but they were also empty lots. And we're just walking. I mean, it was the craziest thing in the world because we're walking among the whatever was on the road. Devastation. The kids, right? the devastation. It was being cleaned up. But still, it was kind of crazy to take seventh graders there. And we had, I think, f four stops, five stops on our tour. And it, I came back thinking, this is the best field trip ever. I mean, ever. Yeah. And I hadn't created the live binder yet, but I think the next year I said, we need to prepare. If we're going to take these kids on the field trip, we need to prepare them. So we start with the, we always read the, for years, we just read the ninth ward and then a new seventh grade teacher came in and said, mm, I think we need to offer more books. So we give them a choice of four, all historical fiction that with about Katrina and um and see which one they want to read and we i want you know the research piece because they need to learn about katrina because most of them well now the kids weren't even born this is i think this is the first year that none of the kids were born maybe last year we might have had some might have been infants yeah but um so uh we i we 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 started i started with the pathfinder to get them to start learning about what we were going to do on the field trip when we went and um, it, it's just, it's grown from there. The digital scrapbook um, we've only been doing, which is embedded in the, in the live binder, we've only doing for about three years maybe or four years. And the students um, don't report on the historical fiction. They use their research and then their visit on the field trip to document in the digital scrapbook. And they also, it also includes an interview of a family member or someone they know who's gone through Katrina, so they could give wow. them their story. Right. But um, a number of years ago, and I don't, it's, you know, we've been doing this so long, it's hard to remember. We decided we wanted to put a service learning piece into this project. And um, there is a local foundation, the Brown Foundation, that gives service learning grants. And one of the teachers wrote a grant. And now part of this project, we go down to Dr. Um, King Charter School in the Ninth Ward, and we, um, work with first graders and the seventh graders put on a play. We bring them books that we're going to hand the kids. There's Dr. King. And um, 
we what uh what else we do and we do an activity with them they provide snack and we we provide books and a blank book and crayons and we do a whole project with the kids cool. at, at dr king's school and um the uh brown foundation has been funding this for so many years and they love this project so much that our local pbs station is doing a special on four schools and their service learning projects and one of the schools they selected is ours for our ninth ward project so the videographers from the pbs station have come to school a couple of times to film us and they went with us on our field trip that we took in february so this wow recently this this this, oh. this february oh this february month. yeah i think oh wow february 12th um yeah and uh it's pretty and i can i can share with you some of the uh dig, i can share with you some of the digital scrapbooks if you'd like to see yeah i don't i don't have any of the final um products of that in the in in the live binder but i can share with you if you'd like to see some of them yeah, I can, um, and I if we can share it, I'll share it too with the podcast uh, page and all that. Are you and going I, to be adding it to the binder though? Um, you... I wasn't. I okay. was going to post them. I usually post on my blog. As okay. I've gotten, my blog uh, was created in 2009 and I, I was dedicated to posting weekly and I just, I run out of steam. You know? yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. just so much time in the day and that one, that, it doesn't affect the kids. So, you know, there's some things I've had to kind of drop. I still have the blog and I do post, but not as frequently. And um, maybe I'll put it up there. And uh, yeah, if it's fine with links. the school and everything. Yeah. And then I can oh, post yeah. to your blog to go yeah. to everyone to see and, that. And I post and I post students pictures in my blog all the time. I just don't put their names in there. Okay. Okay. So I don't feel, you know, because we post student pictures, well, we post student pictures to social media for school. But this has been, it's been a long road. And every year I think it gets a little better. I mean, I have to say some of the, some of the videos we've lost um, have been sort of disappointing. The um, local newspaper had a wonderful um, interactive, it wasn't really a video, but it was an interactive uh, tool online where you could, uh, watch the waters come into New Orleans on a wow. map wow. and really see where it went. And that disappeared about two oh, years no. ago. And I thought, oh, that was such a good visual for the kids. But what my, my favorite, one of my favorite, besides the field trip, which is wonderful, one of my favorite things with this project is when the kids are on the live binder and I say, okay, you, you can all watch the videos, but here, here are headphones or you can use your own ear pods or whatever, but, you know, quiet. And you're watching all the kids what you know with their eyes glued to the screen while they're watching the videos with their headphones on oh yes and it's really i just i just see their interest in it yeah and yeah. um and they really they are they are very interested you know and i really it's an iconic part of our history um and and it's and everybody and everybody has a katrina story not the kids families do and and some of the kids now, now some of the kids have moved in since Katrina. Their families don't. And a, a number of kids, I think I had two or three interview me for their digital scrapbook so I could tell them my Katrina story. Right. So I, I didn't lose my house, but I lost my job and didn't know that I'd ever get one again, yeah. you know, yeah. in New Orleans. And so everybody was affected. Right. Well, it's, you know, you said, um, the best field trip ever. You know, your binder reminds me of a field trip. 
um, it's a digital field trip, right? It's an right. exploration right. of an event and you're trying to capture to make an impact. I mean, this is, you know, they watch special effects all day long, right? But this is actually their home. This is real. It, it can be very personal um, or it could be very personal, right? They live in a land that right. have another one. Right. And it really and, is um, a useful tool for anybody because you provide some right. fantastic information and that's what I think librarians are all about. So we like to make sure everybody gets to benefit, not just our kids. So let me explain two, two things that I just want to make sure I, I, I talk about. Our, when we first started, we, had, we could fit all of our seventh grade on one bus. Then we could fit our seventh grade on two buses. Well, now our seventh grade is 125 kids. It's too many. And when we go to, on the service learning project, to the Dr. King school, about 70 kids, and they have like 70 first graders, we can't fit any more first graders. And we tried to figure out a way to do, have the kids, the kids who couldn't fit in the school do another service learning project the same day in the ninth board, and that, it, that just proved too difficult. Mm -hmm. So now only half of our seventh grade gets to go on the field trip. So we want to make sure all of them get the experience so we've got the live binder for them and I just feel like they get a lot from it because there's so much there but we've also added a piece this is the second year we've done this for the kids who don't go on the field trip we bring in some people though I could tell my story that kids listen you know they hear me talk all the time so we bring in some people from the community to come tell their stories to the kids who don't go on the field trip and this year we had a um, a man who was a nurse in the oh, wow. Orleans Parish prison during Katrina and had his father evacuated to the prison with him. I couldn't hear it. I wanted to hear him because I thought that sounded fascinating. I couldn't because I had two, two people I knew came in, both of whom lost their houses in Katrina. And I wanted them to talk about what that was like and how it was getting back. And so, um, and I think those kids really enjoyed that. I mean, I wish they, everybody could go on the field trip, but it's just, it's a problem with numbers. Yeah. And then um, another thing that I want to talk about is um, for several years, and it's just, been, it's just hard to get together. We were working with a school in Iowa and a seventh grade English class, and they would read the ninth ward and our kids would need the ninth ward. And we did several activities where we um, shared information about each other online we did a we did a zoom like we're doing now we did a zoom where they could talk to each other online and they when we when we were coordinating with them they would take the live binder and they did the pathfinder too ah so that was very cool and they would post well actually we weren't doing um those book ads in the padlet we had i had some other prompt in the padlet and our kids posted in the Padlet from my school, but the school, the kids from Iowa post in the Padlet, and then they could read each other's. Oh, cool. And That's that was great. Really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that was cool too. And it's just, it's coordinating. What happened, I think last year is we never, we couldn't find, even though they're in central time, which does make it a little easier, they didn't meet at the same time we did. And it was hard to pull our kids and we couldn't figure out a way that they could be together at the same time because oh. we also did um skype with them uh -huh. so uh yes i'd like to bring that back but you know sometimes things don't always work out but so that why iowa like um 
it may be well, my naive a, thing. Okay. Uh, well, we made a connection. I made a connection with a librarian there. Okay. Shannon Miller, who's wonderful. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. A lot of, yeah. And she's ah. very active and, um, and she helped me make a connection and that they're on central time made it a little easier. And when we were talking about hurricane Katrina, you know, they have um, tornadoes. And so we were talking, okay. you know, sort of, we were sort of having this, what do we do for uh, hurricanes? What do they do for tornadoes? Right. Natural so, disasters. They can relate right. on that. Okay. But, right. But really, you need somebody on the other end, on each end, who is motivated to make the connections work. It, take, it does take work to make it happen. Yeah. And so Shannon was able to help us and we found, and she had a teacher who was wonderful. And then we... Then another teacher came on board um, in seventh grade, and she was great too, but it just timing was difficult. And often, I have to say this with making the connection, often my teachers and their teachers didn't know exactly what classes they were going to teach mm. until school started. So even though like, we were ready to make plans over the summer, if you end up school starts and you're not teaching that grade level, it, it's, it's kind of hard. So. We do our best. <laughs> it's great. I mean, it's just wonderful to see you guys taking on a huge challenge like this and not being deterred. Like you, mm -hmm. you're not going to know until you do it what the challenges right. really are. It's a hurdle for sure. It's technology. Right. It's time zone. It's land. You know, mass. You know, it's not right around the corner. But that's what I, I just admire that. Good for you. Yeah. Well, I think it's really important to break down the walls of the school. And even though mm, Hurricane Katrina beautiful. is just a few miles away where, you know, our, the area where our school is didn't flood, but, um, who knows? It is just a few miles away, but the kids don't, and the ninth ward, our kids have never visited the ninth ward. It, it, it's a 30 minute drive, which isn't very far, but it is some, it's like a whole new world to our kids when we yeah. go down there. Yeah. What would you say to other librarians about the value of LibBinders to the program and how you might encourage them to use it uh, for something that they would be doing on, on this level or something more or less? Well, the nice thing about it, it's all there. And, you know, the next year you just go through to look at it to make sure everything's still working. You can make edits. It's, you know, I don't, I don't ever stay static, even though we've been doing this Ninth Ward project for so long, there've been lots of things, you know, we had the connection with Iowa, we don't now, we never, you know, the digital scrapbook is only a couple of years old, that uh, lots of things you could add to it and, and make it richer and richer. And I like seeing that growth. And I know about that, that sort of makes me feel good. That's just sort of um, gives me affirmation. Um, but there's so many ways to use it. One of my other live binders that has gotten a tremendous amount of, uh, use is we're 612 school and I made a live binder with um, scholarship opportunities for my students and that one has been you know the kids say I don't know any scholarships I said well did you look at my live binder how many times have I told you about it and if you click the tab for national some of it's specific to us in Louisiana but if you look at for national scholarships if you click that tab uh -huh. and look how many tabs are under it is it and, titled um, national? Because I'll do the search. I thought so. There I it can't. is. There it is. Yeah. See, mm. all of those are scholarships, and I've shared. I've shared this binder with friends. You know, other people in 
New Orleans, Louisiana, you know, around us in Louisiana, because the local, the local um, scholarship, some are specific to New Orleans, some to Louisiana. But um, I've also told librarians, you can t copy it and then just delete the stuff that's only yeah. pertains to us. Yeah. And that's, that's the other cool thing about live binders. When people make them copy, you know, copy ready, which I've done certainly with this, you can borrow somebody else's essentially and make it your own. Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing. And there's so many live binders out there. So if you don't even have an idea of doing something, go look. Right. To see what's out there. So this one has been really, and I did another one similar to this on um, ACT and SAT prep, free, you know, free prep for the kids. But um, I think this one has been, this one um, I haven't had to redo. It's edited every year. And I, I learned some lessons on this because originally when I first made this, I put the exact date when deadlines were. And then I realized that means I have to go every year and check <laughs> and change it. And I, I don't have time to do that. So then I just tell them, um, sometimes like, uh, sometimes there's always the same deadline, but some it's, you know, more early March, mid March. And I'll put that so that the, so I don't have to go edit it every year. Yeah. Yeah. So are you the only librarian? Or yes, have we have, we have 800 kids. I'm the only librarian. I have no help, no clerical help. I can enlist student help. I, um, I can get parent help if I'm desperate. And I've had volunteers when I've needed them. Let's just say that. I can get volunteers in when I need them. So, but I am it. When, we, when I started in the school in 2006, we had 175 kids and now we have 800. So yeah, yeah. we've really grown. So I know um, Linda has told me that no greater uh, sharer is except is our teachers right i think you told me that yes yeah the, the greatest shares there are we share everything um and there was one thing that i wanted to point out i'm going back to this is historical fiction i just loved what you did obviously the google um and the itunes books are not going to display their websites on this page but you took the time to put images in of every book cover yeah. well that's what i wanted and and um, I think I put like I put asterisks by the ones that the students use in the, the I think because I, I have more than four and only four of them are in the in the um, are are red. But I wanted to sh let the kids know there are other ones in our library. So that's why. And I thought, you know, I, I just think the visuals are really important. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yes, definitely. They say don't judge a book by the cover, but we know oh. how that goes. <laughs> My kids tell me all the time. They definitely look at the cover. I sure do still now. <laughs> yeah, what a great way to, you, you articulated it very well. That was one of the things that Linda and I were talking about is how, what a great way to engage the students initially is through the historical fiction, mm -hmm. which is going to be mm -hmm. written at their level to, get, to engage them. And then they can go find out more details. And, and a big piece when we have that, when they do that book ad, and I, maybe I shouldn't call it a book ad because it really isn't, but um, we want them to respond, how did the book show what, what they, through their research, did it match their research? Is this really what people went through? And um, I think that was a real important piece for the kids to read a book and then find out through research, is that what the people experienced? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I think we took up an hour of your time. I, I, I am so thankful that you came on. This was very enriching. I mean, we fell in love with your binder. It looked like an amazing piece of work and you just verified it with the passion and the success of your students with, with the program. Obviously your school is going on and doing some great things. Linda and I were wondering about the Martin Luther King um, link down here. What was the connection? And I'm so glad you got to explain that. And there, there goes your band. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's the band, right. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. Yes. You're welcome. This has been fun. Yeah, definitely fun for us. And um, Linda, you found a, you found a great uh, source. Yeah. I'm so glad you discovered it. And I'm just hearing you. We think a lot alike. I may have been retired for a while now, but your ideas and my ideas click. So, oh, good. Uh, delightful to hear how all of this came about. Since I've worked with much, I worked with many of the same kinds of things. So, keep up the work, and I'm going to be looking for more of your binders, and I'm going to go check out the other ones as well. Okay. All right. Take care. Thanks. Thank you so Bye. much. Bye-bye. Bye now.